0: This episode is sponsored by Vivo. Hello, and welcome to 3Q, where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. I'm your host, Rachel Vogel, and joining me tonight is Jordan Glickson, Vice President of Music and Talent for Vivo. In this role, he's responsible for creating and maintaining relationships with artists, labels, and managers across the US, Canada, Latin America, and Australia. He's also in charge of overseeing the company's programming strategy. And alongside his team, he selects artists for Vivo's core Programs like Discover and Lyft, as well as the other original content opportunities. So, Jordan, thanks for being here. How are you?
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited. And uh, um, yeah, I'm good.
0: All right. Well, with that, are you ready to dive into the questions? Let's do it. Imagine for a second you're sitting down with your 25 year old self. What one piece of advice would you give him on a personal note? And what one piece of advice would you give him from a business perspective?
1: This is such a good question. I know for me, personal and professional especially at 25, were so intertwined. I was starting my career and that had for so long been my focus was getting in the music industry. So a lot of what I, you know, focused on personally also was what I focused on professionally. And I think the best advice I would give or probably the most important is that the people you're going to meet and the people you're going to work with at 25 are going to be in your circle for years and years to come. Again, because... We're all music fans. And so there's that inherent nature of we're working in music, but we also love music. We want to talk about music all the time. We want to go to shows. It's a very social industry. And again, the people you're meeting early on, they may leave your purview for a bit and then they're going to come back in. And the person that you're sitting next to could, you know, when you're both assistants or interns, you could both be running teams in years and or in different companies that didn't even exist when you first met vivo didn't exist when i first got started oh <laughs> here you know 11 plus years you know i um i was telling you before we started that i've listened to a bunch of the episodes and, and once we talked about do actually being on the show i went back and listened to some more especially the many people i know that have been on and for instance on lisa de lucas she talked about This crew of video promotion, sort of junior level people, assistants, coordinators, things like that. They used to hang out all the time on like a monthly basis. I was part of that group, right? So when I'm listening and and here's Lisa DeLuca, who's now at Headcount doing this, doing these amazing things. We were hanging out in this group of people when we were young, going to shows, getting drinks, networking, trading CDs when that was a valuable asset. You know, that was a big thing. There was this whole assistant network where we would email each other when a new release came out. This was obviously before streaming was the main way people consume music. And we would trade CDs and and we were all friends and we all hung out. I mean, through that same circle, I reconnected with someone I had gone to college with but wasn't friendly with in college who went on to become... My best friend, my future roommate, the best man at my wedding. Um, And now he's not in the music business anymore. Uh, There's people from that same circle that Lisa talked about that work with me at Viva. So here we are all these years later that we all just keep crossing and people leave. And you had Tyson Haller on and he talked about advice he gives his interns. I interned for Tyson. Like, oh my gosh. So I'm listening to the episode with Tyson and he's talking about advice for interns. and And I vividly remember interning for him in New York for a summer and like that was sort of my big break that was really what sort of gave me my foot in the door and so these people just we all switch jobs and as i said companies exist and come and go and and i think what's also important with that obviously don't be fake but i think it's important that you remember to not burn any bridges right there as people come and go you're all gonna have ups and downs. And the person who needs your help today, you might need their help tomorrow. And so obviously don't be fake. If you don't like someone, you know, just be courteous, things like that. You're not gonna like everyone you work with, but it is important that if someone needs your help, don't brush them off because you're in a more fortunate position right now than they are because tides change and you may need their help. And trust me, people know and remember when it's like, oh, I haven't heard from this person in years, but now they need something. And Mm -hmm. where were they when I needed them? You know, I remember there was someone that I sort of mentored when I worked at Epic Records. He was younger. He sort of looked up to me, or at least that was the feeling I got. And a few, you know, at some point, my fortunes changed a little bit for the worse. He was still in a good position and he would email me and ask if I wanted to do lunch. He didn't need anything from me. And that always meant a lot to me. Because this was someone who clearly was asking you know, for my time for no other reason than to just stay connected. And so I think that's really important is it's a big, small business. There's a lot of people we don't know, but everyone's two or three degrees away and you think someone's left it and they come back and maybe they're in a different position or things like that. So I, I think that's what I would tell my 25-year-old self, both personally and professionally The only other thing I would add to that sort of separately is make sure you find and maintain your your passions that are not music. Because the other thing I remember about when I first started out is there were days where work was hard. I didn't want to think about music when six o'clock or seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night hit or when I woke up in the morning. I knew I was going to go work with music all day. So I think whether it's photography or cooking or fitness or whatever it is that you love that's not music, make sure you still maintain time for that and allow that in your life. Because working in music means that not every day is going to be a love letter to music. And so it's important to have that escape when you need it.
0: Absolutely. All right. Moving along. Question two. Every industry has its dirty little secrets and you and I both know that it's no different in the music industry. Sometimes people think that's a bad thing, but that's not always the case. Sometimes it can be good. So what's one secret you would like to share with our listeners about the industry?
1: You know, it's it's I think a lot of people sort of started their answer with this. It's not really a secret or shouldn't be. But it's the music business. And people forget the word business. Again, we, most of us, got into this business or this industry because we're passionate about music. We're the people that, for as long as we can remember, we're the first ones in our circle of friends to know about a new artist. Before streaming, where you had to you know, make a mixtape to hand someone or things like that. We, we always got the excitement of sharing about the new artists. And most of us are now lucky enough to be in a position where that's part of our job. It doesn't always work out for the artists that you love. And that's why people have to remember it is a business. I know I can point to numerous examples, you know, from, for instance, our Discover program where we champion emerging artists. And we have amazing success uh, stories in there. We have the Billie Eilishes and the Sam Smith's. But there's also artists that we look back that we've championed over the last 10 years or so that just didn't make it and we did everything we could or i individually did everything i could but there's so many factors that go in to what makes an artist successful or not some of it could be personal right we've heard stories of artists that had their own issues and that maybe caused them to not be successful Sometimes the music just doesn't connect with a wider audience as much as we love it personally. Mm -hmm. Um, These artists are successful in their niche, but they don't become superstars. But again, I think people just have to remember that this is a business. We get into it because of our passion and because of our hope that we can identify an artist we love and make them global superstars. And it's not always going to work out no matter what you or your company or your partners do sometimes there's just other factors at play that make things not always turn out exactly the way you want right not every artist is successful but, you know it's just the nature of any business right not every business can be successful and so it, it's tough to deal with the first couple times where we're like i loved this artist i'm still listening to the album they put out eight years ago why didn't they become the next superstar And there's so many facets to the business now. There's not one person or one partner that's going to make or break an artist. And as I said, there's always extenuating circumstances that contribute to why an artist makes it or why they don't. You need to go in and remember it is a business. Um, And so, you know, it's not always going to be how you want it to be.
0: But you never know, too, because there's like the Lizzo story where so many years and then i'm sure that she thought she wasn't going to make it her team thought she wasn't going to make it but then one day she's everywhere yeah Yeah. And,
1: and i can even tell you you know we've had situations sort of like that where we thought an artist was done maybe they we thought they'd maybe given up and said music isn't for me and then five or six years later you know a different label calls or they're independent right now independent exists for so many artists that maybe didn't exist and you hear the stories all the time whether it's you know gaga or 50 cent or all these artists that were signed to one label and didn't work out and then they signed to a different label maybe they got paired with a different producer or things like that so yeah there's definitely those uh i don't want to call them redemption stories where you think maybe an artist didn't make it and they get a second chance in a different environment and you and everyone gets a second chance to to uh help them succeed
0: totally Closing it out here, throughout your career, I can only imagine you've been asked plenty of questions, whether for an industry conference, the media, or even a promotion, but throughout all of those interviews and all of those questions, there has to be one that you've never been asked, but would have liked to. So what is that question and what would be your answer? So I
1: thought a lot about this one and and sort of piggybacking off what we just talked about people love to talk about success stories. And I've been asked, what's your biggest success in the music business? What are you most proud of? No one's ever asked me, what are the hardest things you've had to deal with in the music business? And I think it's a really interesting question. One at large, because to be cliche, you can tell a lot about someone by how they handle adversity, Mm -hmm. um, which is really important. And, And more personally, I've had some really rough times in this business. I, you know, I love and consider myself lucky to still be working in the music industry as I've wanted to since I was literally 12. But, you know, I, I've had a few things, you know, the first job I had out of college, the owner is a small company, the owner called me the week before I started and said, I just want to let you know that our contract with our biggest partner didn't get renewed, and we're probably gonna shut down in four months. Oh do, you come, do you still want to come work for us? And I said, Yes, it was still the best opportunity opportunity for me at the time. When I worked at Interscope, which was my first you know real job in the music business, my mentor, one of my mentors, one of my bosses, passed away suddenly when you know this was a long time ago, and you know, it sort of threw my world upside down, right? I was all of a sudden, you know, dealing with grief, but also still had to keep the wheels in motion. Again, going back to what I said, it's still a business. So for like the partners we deal with and the artists, some of them didn't even know him and they were like, okay, well, I still need my, my album is still coming out, right? I still gotta, Mm -hmm. I I still gotta make my appearance and things like that, you know, and, and, you know, but at the same time, I'm grateful for everything I learned from him. And and again, it was a long time ago, think 17 years ago, if my math is right, or it was about to be 17 years ago, and his name and stories about him still come up on a regular basis. And then, you know, when I was working, at, you know, at a label several several years later, like a lot of people during that time in the business, I got let go from my job, mm-hmm. and tough for anybody. But selfishly, it, it hit me even harder because I was literally about two weeks from buying an engagement ring. So luckily, things have worked out, and I'm married to the person I was going to propose to then, but. You know, here I am. Like I've been shopping for rings, and I'm ready, and I'm planning the engage, uh, the proposal, and everything. And I get let go, and I'm, I can't go buy an engagement ring now because I don't know where my next paycheck's coming from. And th- and that's that was really hard. because again, it wasn't just me at that point that I was worried about. It was I, I was setting my future in motion with someone else, with a partner and now everything we had sort of been planning had to had to really go on pause and, and that was really tough, but it did give me the opportunity to sort of refocus and I, it, you know it's not a direct line, but I did you know eventually end up at Vivo where again I've been 11 and a half years and things have been great. but I admittedly had gotten sort of comfortable right even though I knew the industry was sort of falling apart around me at that time. I was comfortable in what I had been doing and and maybe I wasn't pushing myself the way I should have been to Mm -hmm. see what the next step was, see how the industry was evolving, see where I should be looking for my next step. And and that really forced me to do that. And, you know, and I actually got, I don't want to call it lucky and I'll explain why in a sec, but the person that hired me at Vivo, the person that was running the team at Vivo when I got hired was my boss at the place I got laid off from. And he wasn't the one that laid me off. But the reason... Obviously, I was lucky that he was at Vivo, but he, I had worked for him. So he mm-hmm. knew my work ethic. He knew my abilities. He knew my dedication. And that sort of ties back to the first thing we talked about with this big small industry. Mm-hmm. Had two different bosses hire me twice. As long as I've been in the business, it's still something I'm unbelievably proud of because you can maybe pull the wool over someone's eyes during an interview process to get hired. But once you're in the door, you've got to do the work. And so I've had two people, in my career, say, I saw how you worked at this company. Now I'm at a new company and I want you there too. But yeah, again, no one's, uh, no one's ever asked me what are the harder parts I've dealt with. People ask me, you know, my successes and things I'm most proud of uh, fairly frequently. I don't think anyone's ever asked me what are the hardest things you've dealt with.
0: Those are the sometimes the most important things to hear about because people feel like they're it's only happening to them. But trust me, in this business, it is not.
1: Exactly. 100%. You know, anything you think is unique to you, someone else has probably gone through or, or dealt with and and can probably help coach you through it. Advice or, or tips or, or sometimes just someone to talk to. Most people you know have probably dealt with similar things to what, to what you're going through.
0: Well, Jordan, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time
1: thrilled to do this i appreciate the time
0: before we close out tonight's episode once again this episode is sponsored by vivo and to everyone listening i hope you enjoyed tonight's episode so stay tuned for next week of 3q where i interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions see you next time